Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> And welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Our music is brought to you by Tanika Charles, courtesy of Record Kicks. Her album Soul Run and The Gumption are available on all streaming platforms. Joining me this week, you know her, you love her. It's friend to the show. It's Lauren Mitchell. How you doing? Yeah, I'm so happy to be back. Yes. Uh, to everyone listening, uh, if you celebrate, I hope you had a great Christmas. Lauren, I hope you had a great Christmas. Um, we Did you get to watch any NBA on Christmas Day? I didn't. I watched the Raptors game um, on Boxing Day, but I did not watch any basketball on Christmas Day. We were doing some fam stuff. Yeah, it's like- it's a hard one. I find that I become such a guy, like a typical bro on Christmas day where like all I want to do is watch basketball and everybody else wants to do like family fun stuff and it's just like and then it's like I just end up like washing the dishes and not doing anything else like it's such a funny tradition to be like yeah NBA on Christmas day I'm like who are these families these whole basketball families that decide that watching basketball on Christmas day is a good idea like I find it's such a challenge every year yeah, I like we I was also at my stepmom's and she like used to get all the sports channels and then she was like, I don't watch any of this shit. So she was like, all I need is PBS. <laughs> so now <laughs> her like cable is very bare bones. So I would brought my laptop so I, I could hook my bell pipe <laughs> up to the TV. Right. But I didn't want to like do that all on Christmas Day because we were, you know, hanging out, having some drinks, like playing some board games, listen to records, you know? So I was like, let me not interrupt to watch like the Nets play. I don't really care about them. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we're kind of the same way. So it's like, I'll look at the Christmas day calendar and then I'll be like, okay, these are the games I legit care about. Mm -hmm. And then the rest, I'll just have to catch the highlights. Cause it's just like, I mean, am I really going to ignore my family to watch the jazz? Like I just can't. (laughs) No, <laughs> you are not. <laughs> like, I just I can't get away with it. I um, would be offended. Your family would be offended. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's always been one of those funny things because it's like the Super Bowl. It's like, okay, yeah, everyone knows it's the Super Bowl and it's not competing with Jesus. Yeah, and I mean, in many ways, I feel like Jesus is football a would be part ruined. of the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be the one thing that could actually cancel football. Not the concussions, not an, if they try to compete with Jesus. That yeah, would, if they were that like, we're do doing it. we're doing Super Bowl Sunday on Easter Sunday, people might be like, relax. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like football fans are very weird and they overlook a lot of like shit, you know. They really do. Of- Shout out to all the football fans in my Shout life. Out to but <laughs> y'all overlook a lot of stuff to watch your sport. I feel like I have to overlook a lot of stuff to like be an NBA fan, but at least it's not like, oh, I don't know, people getting so much brain damage, they kill their whole families. But that's probably a conversation for a different. Yeah, that's a different day. That's, a, that's an off-season episode of the podcast, Lauren. <laughs> fair. Yeah, 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 fair. No, but I, I, I agree. Uh, in any case, I just, you know, we got to shout out Kemba Walker because this guy is thriving when most of the world is really going through it. Like, it's just so funny to me that like everybody's struggling with this new variant. A lot of people couldn't see their loved ones, uh, over the holidays. And meanwhile, Kemba Walker is just like, this is my time to shine. He's been killing it. He had a, a triple double on Christmas day. The first recorded triple double on christmas day uh, which is wild yeah that's what they said that's what they said on the broadcast and i was like that "That seems crazy 
Maybe it's the first time in a long time, but it, I feel like they always get the like good teams to play on Christmas Day. Well, I mean, this is Nixon Hawks, so okay, yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> they get the teams that have like a brand recognition to play on Christmas Day. Yeah, I mean, I feel like apt. the the Knicks and the Celtics get a large amount of of uh, Christmas games because yeah. I mean, even the Celtics are struggling this year. And they weren't even that good last year. They were, you know, and they still, yeah. they still did it. Um, it sucks to let some good guys route away on that Celtics team. But anyways. Oh, he's the seventh NBA player to record a triple double on Christmas. Well, okay. you know what? The Sometimes first probably the first for the Knicks. Maybe the first for the Knicks. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> well, they, you know what? They say all sorts of shit on the broadcast. And I'm never sure like, the people I trust when they, they say stuff are like Matt Devlin. I trust his brain of statistics. Yes. Um, I trust Doris. Like, yes. I was going to tr- say, I also trust yeah. Doris Burke. Um, there's like a handful of people that I think aren't maybe talking out their asses while this is going on. Maybe, you know what? Uh, Vince Carter was doing that game. So maybe it was Vince. <laughs> he's just making shit up. He's like, I don't know, man. I was there. I wasn't really paying attention. Honestly, to it was probably me. It was probably me. I was like playing Candy Crush while watching the game. It was probably me. But no one trust me. Uh, gaming. You were just gaming. You're gaming I was girl. just gaming, you know, but like shout out to Kemba Walker. I mean, he really has made the most of this. He's probably secured mm-hmm. himself um, back into the starting lineup, even after all of this chaos settles a bit. Um, Lance Stevenson back in the league uh with the atlanta hawks shout out to lance stevenson also like these two omnicron tattoos man they gotta do it okay i was like did they get that no but that'd be so funny to me <laughs> but they actually get a tattoo like a, a realistic portrait of omarion's face <laughs> i just pictured like whatever the virus actually looks like like the circle with all the little squiggies on it that could be like a fun <laughs> tattoo oh my god no and Never. then just the caption don't call it a comeback <laughs> uh, i love it i love it um i have to say that like um well i just wanted to say was there anyone else since the i i've been saying omnicron but I've heard there's different pronunciations of, of it. But since this has been, you know, taking hold of everybody and everything, has there been anybody else like making a comeback in the league that you've like noticed or have been like kind of excited to see almost like in a nostalgic way or like in an interesting way? I think it's just kind of cool that like a bunch of these guys who maybe haven't had a chance to like, shine on a bigger NBA stage are getting a shot I kind of like to know about the guys that are like not the guys we already know about mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of cool to like learn about some new dudes who's who else is out there you know what I mean can I remember any of their names no but I'm proud of them for not no, getting COVID it's, <laughs> it's true and for being it's able true. to play yes um, and for being able to play it's true there's a lot of people taking advantage of the moment and that's great um, speaking of not taking advantage of the moment, the Lakers continue to struggle and struggle. We got to talk about the Lakers because it's just like, at this point, I mean, I've been saying from the very beginning of this season, like this is not going to be a championship contender, but they're struggling even more than I thought they would. Um, yeah. obviously the, the whole Russell Westbrook thing hasn't worked out. Uh, there's something really funny about the Christmas game about Russell Westbrook that I stumbled upon. And that is he missed 11 shots in a row in the restricted area. And that is tied for the most times a guard has done that in a game ever. And he is tied with himself. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That I actually read. Okay. That was not uh, something I heard. I read that. Oh my God. Poor Russ. I like, I have a real soft spot for Russell Westbrook because I think he's hot. I think he has really good style. I think he's like, Westbrook a is hot. People are going to think... disagree and, and write into the show, but <laughs> you know what? You go ahead and disagree. That man has an interesting, like, 
strong looking face. He's an athlete. <laughs> He's tall and ripped. And he also like, I love how he dresses. I have so much, like, I hate how Kyle Kuzma dresses. Like people are always going up for Kuzma and being like, he's always on like league fits and all this shit. And I'm like, he looks bad. <laughs> like he's just, he looks bad. I just don't like Kyle Kuzma. Sorry. Um, but like, is he, still, always... is he still with Winnie Harlow? Oh, I don't know because that would be, that is, she is, she, she could do way better. That's what I'm saying. Well, they were a couple for a while, but then when he got traded to the wizards, I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's going to last. Yeah. That's why all those, that's half the reason all those guys want to play in LA. It's like all the models are up there. And shit. True. True. But anyway, I was just thinking of that because like, obviously she's a model. You think she would hook him up a little more. You think. Yeah. But Russ, I think has like such a cool style. He's always dressed really good. Um, he takes a lot of fashion risks. He wears a lot of like interesting, like, I don't mean fits and like, he's got a good fit on. I mean, he experiments with different fitting clothes. Like, he'll do like a sort of boxy oversized he'll do like a really fitted like when he wore that like little tank top with the little kerchief and the bell bottoms I was like go off sis like you look like a fucking sexy scooby-doo character (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think the Lakers are like fucking hilarious because I was really like as a woman of a certain age you know I can tell the listeners I'm 35 years old I was like yo Look at all these 35-year-old men, basically, like, on average. Like, if the Lakers won and they were just these, like, old-ass, like, mellow, like, LeBron, fucking, like, Russ is getting up there. Like, all these, like, over 30 dudes. I was ready to, I was ready to cheer for the Lakers for the washed contingent. But now I'm like, you guys are not making this look good. (laughs) Kyle Lowry's over there, like, playing 40 69 minutes a game and like you know killing it so you guys need to get together yeah I mean I think like as you know as the older millennials that we are um Russ will always be our fashion icon like I just think you know Mm -hmm. that's something that the fan base as time moves on could forget but I think he really really started it Mm-hmm. And I think he'll always have a soft spot for me for the same reason. Also, like, and, and I've said it on, on my show before, I have a huge soft spot for that OKC team. Like, I really rooted for that team hard for mm-hmm. a lot of years. And so, you know, it's kind of sad to me how it, that didn't work out and how, like, things have progressed, like, since then. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think the thing that frustrates me the most about Russ is just his lack of efficiency and his lack of want or will to improve that efficiency even marginally yeah I agree like it's just like I I, he gives me the impression that he just doesn't listen to critique like you know like he just is surrounded by yes men I guess Mm -hmm. you know and just he seems unaware he seems delusional Yeah. And I think that, okay. So I kind of relate to this in the sense that like, I don't really like doing things that I have to like work hard to be good at. Like I like doing the things that like I'm naturally good at. It's why I like, it's why I like stuck with comedy for so long. I was like, it was never that hard for me to do it. And I was like, (laughs) I'm pretty good at writing jokes. And like, I'm pretty good at like just getting on stage and like not being afraid and like, talking shit and like doing all that stuff like it kind of came naturally to me and that's why Mm. I think I like did it for so long but like I fully understand just not wanting I'm like a I'm an inherently lazy person I'm a tourist I don't know okay but you're not but if you were a professional athlete (laughs) well I would never be a professional athlete because I'm lazy (laughs) (laughs) I mean maybe you're like Zion you know like it just came to you so easily and now you're just like fuck I don't know I'm my, like, my foot's injured and I don't really feel like uh working out bad. until until my foot's Zion. better um I have to say when I first started stand-up comedy I was like what I told myself was if I'm the kid on American Idol that can't sing I'm just gonna accept that 
Like I am not going to push myself into the ground as an unfunny person that keeps doing this. Like I, so I agree in that. I also continued with stand up because it was easy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but I'm also I just, not an athlete. Like I just, all. I just looked it up by the way. And Russell Westbrook is a Scorpio. So I feel. So that checks out. I love Scorpios, so I feel this is part of what month. What 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 range is that Scorpio on the calendar? He's born in November, so Scorpio is like late um, late October October to like mid to late November. Just assuming not everyone listening knows like what that is off the top. Yeah, Drake is also a Scorpio, legendary Scorpio. Um, Really, I thought he was a Libra. No, 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 no. He's but he's in October. That's why he calls himself October's yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, it. exactly. So he's it's like that makes like sense. Some... He doesn't have Libra energy. He's not modest. Yeah. Enough. It's he's a little chaos. Enough. It's a little petty. It's a lot, it's a bit of ego, you know. So but yeah, like I like those it. kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, like, so you just like if you were the Lakers, would you be trying to trade Westbrook right now? Well, they can't. Is he not like worth 44 mil or some fucking insane? Literally, number? literally, they could trade him for John Wall again. <laughs> I mean, like teams does, could just keep trading Westbrook for John Wall. I mean, like, can we get a Ben Simmons Russell Westbrook flip? Maybe they'd both be happier that way. I mean, at this point, I don't know though. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard, but it's not, I don't know. I mean, I think my theory right now is so LeBron keeps like defending Westbrook, like to the media all the time, Mm -hmm. but to me, okay. My, my theory, and I think this, there's been some proof of this. I don't think this is a pure Catherine conspiracy theory, but my theory is that you know, like, how can I describe it? So like, you know, like you, when you have a job and you're doing really well, and then, you know, they give you a promotion, but they're like, it's title only, like there's no money. This is a title raise only. And I feel like LeBron James is the complete opposite of that, where it's like, we're giving you money. You're a GM also no title. Like, Like he has been a GM for over 10 years and Uh, yeah. Right. Like he just has been, he has been a GM for a long time. And as far as I'm concerned, he, even if this trade wasn't his initial idea, it certainly had a stamp of approval on it. Mm -hmm. And I think he is now defending Russ to the media frequently because he doesn't want to diminish his trade value, not because he doesn't recognize that things aren't working. I would agree with that. I think like, yeah, LeBron has been in the league for like, a long fucking time like he's not stupid he's seen how these things work he's played the game within the league right yeah people were mad because he moved around because he wanted a chip like that what like isn't that we want (laughs) you know what I mean like (laughs) isn't that the fucking point so I mean I think LeBron has always been very aware of how the game works like on and off the court and I think you're right I think things don't happen you know, with the Lakers or with the Cavs or whatever, like without him saying some things, they go like LeBron. Again, this, my conspiracy theory is that LeBron was never in the bubble. You know what I mean? Like LeBron is his own thing. I think LeBron. Oh, you think he had a separate bubble? LeBron did not live uh, at Disney World in some <laughs> shitty hotel, eating the shitty hotel food that they showed on Instagram. No, no, girl. If people think that LeBron is I, there, he I'm said, so sorry. He said he went it was to the, the mansion next door. He said, let me rent a mansion next door. I'm going to have my personal chefs. I'm going to have my personal trainers. I'm going to do my own thing. Y'all, y'all poor people could live at Disney, but I'm not doing that shit. I, mean, I don't believe that he did. <laughs> maybe he did say that it was the hardest championship he ever he that he has won because of the quote-unquote hardships he felt living at disney world i don't think he did (laughs) listeners please write in (laughs) no i love this i love this theory so much i love the idea that he didn't live there because I was thinking that initially but then i was like well he's complaining a lot so it sounds like he lives there 
<laughs> but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's easy to say like, oh, you got to trade somebody. Oh, you got to blow it up. I definitely don't think this is working. But at the same time, I'm like, are they going to get someone better? Yeah, I, I actually kind of like John Wall for them. Not that I've seen John Wall play in so long, so I could be so wrong. But I think he would just lead their offense more and not um, throw up bricks as much. They just need somebody who throws mm-hmm. up less bricks. Like, I think what Rush should do to save his career, he should average a double-double every night that has nothing to do with points. I would agree, yeah. Like he could average a double double with rebounds and assists easily every night and just don't score. Do not score more than 10 points. Yeah, a game. Take literally take the Ben Simmons route. Yes. Like if he was that type of player, he would be phenomenal if you were, but he, but he just loves to, you know, air quotes score. Yeah. <laughs> Like average 5.6 points a game, but a double, double in assists and rebounds. And you're like a fucking all-star. Yes. That is what he should be doing. I don't know why that isn't his pivot at this point in his career. Cause I mean, the numbers don't lie. Well, I don't know. I think you see some of the older guys start to uh, like, you see this with Kevin Love, like has become a really good three point shooter. Cause you know, your knees can't handle (laughs) just being getting in there in the same way that you could when you were in your twenties or whatever. Yeah. Um, I speak from experience and on that regard. So, <laughs> you know, not in basketball, but in other things, uh, lifting heavy stuff. Um, but yeah, I think like, I think there's probably like pressure for him to go either way. And I think sometimes these guys see like longevity in the league, being able to like shoot from three to like shoot from far out. So you don't have to get in the paint. You don't have to be like, you know, constantly risking hurting yourself, like to get your shots off. But yeah, to your point, I don't know. I think he's like shown that he can get double doubles solely through assists and solely through rebounding. So I'm not sure why they don't just like sort of go that direction, but I don't know. God knows what's going on over in LA. They're just, yeah. they're soaking up the sun, <laughs> like Cheryl Crow. <laughs> what? Cheryl they're just chilling. Crow? They're fucking models, you know, they're getting injured. They're taking some time off. It's- I don't think, I don't think Cheryl Crow's been to a Lakers game uh, in like 15 years. She should go and say, you think she, you think she went when she was with Lance Armstrong. You think they did that whole courtside seats thing? Like, let's show off how, how coupley we are. We should Google it. Fuck. I kind of forgot she dated Lance Armstrong. Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. They were together a, for like four years. That's a time at the height of his, at the height of his powers. Yeah. At the height of his, his, um, live strong. Yeah. Yeah. But that whole thing. Crazy. Did Lance times. Armstrong not turn out to be a dick? Anyways, I'll Google it after. Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just checking. I'm well, like, he was using, like- um, performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. but then he was also like pure pressuring other people on his like racing team and stuff like that i don't remember all the details but it was like it wasn't like i don't know people said that he was like running things like he was mafia or something Interesting. i gotta go back and find that you know it would be a really good deep dive especially if we're all like shut down for a while is that mm-hmm. oprah interview that Oprah interview oh, with Lance Armstrong yeah. after the scandal broke. That's a good one. That is a good one. I think I've only ever seen clips of that. I maybe never watched the whole thing. There might be a YouTube video of the thing in full. Sometimes you can find an Oprah interview in full on YouTube and it's good. It's good. That's such a, this is such a crazy side. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Lauren, did you have any other takeaways from any of the Christmas day games or teams? No. That's fine. Uh, my only Sorry. takeaway really was that I felt the Golden State Warriors Phoenix Suns game was the only real game worth watching. Oh, that's I what do... I would have watched had I watched any of those. Yeah, I think those two teams are the best teams in the league. I really hope they face off in the Western Conference Finals. I read a report, I want to say it was CBS Sports, a month ago that said that clay thompson was going to be back before christmas and he was not and i'm really upset about it i also heard that but i think they're like 
I think they're probably saving him for the playoffs or the conference, the Western conference, because like they'll probably bring him in if like they need to, but like, they, a he's got to get some regular season reps in like, yeah. I don't think, but I think they'll, he'll come in like right at the end of the regular season. Really? And then, yeah. I think they'll probably try and like make sure he is as healthy as possible. Like no chance of re-injury. <laughs> I like, I just think that is know. worse. Like re-injuring himself is worse than, than just letting them practice and, and, whatever like I I don't know but I I also read the same thing so I I was interested to see that it didn't come to fruition as well yeah because I figured like okay Christmas Day is a road game they're not going to bring him back for the first time on the road Mm -hmm. but I thought he was going to be back by now so I don't know I'm on Clay Thompson watch Uh, I'm really keeping my eye on this I'm actually like I I am weirdly like rooting for the Warriors like I'm very much on that camp where I loved them then I hated them when they had Durant and now I love them again and so Um, that is where that is where I stand with the Warriors I like them but I'm hoping for a Phoenix win again like yeah I just, as much as I love to see Giannis win it last year, um, I really was rooting for Phoenix. Like, I don't generally like the Bucks. I was like, and I just like, Phoenix was like such a fun team. Like, I love Devin Booker. I love Aiton. Um, I love campaign. <laughs> I love, like, they were just like they such a are fun, a fun team. team. I mean, CP is whatever, like, but he's like, it's kind of crazy, like, you know some of these old ass men on the lakers well that's another that's another one that is kyle lowry chris paul yeah i yeah i mean no i'm still rooting for the warriors at this point although i do agree phoenix is a a fun team i find it so hard to root for an eastern conference team outside of the raptors like if i'm not if the raptors aren't in it i always pick a a western conference team that's just kind of what i do um I want to move on and talk a little bit about Adam Silver because he's obviously forging ahead and he's now with, you know, with everything, regardless of number of cases, they said they will not um, shut down the league. They will not slow down. And they have actually shortened the quarantine period for vaccinated players um, after six days. So if they get two negative tests in a row after six days, they can come back. I believe the previous was 10 days and then before vaccines, it was two weeks. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. How do you feel about this? Um, watching all of it unfold. I mean, I think it's shitty. Like I'm surprised the players union, well, I'm not surprised the players union hasn't done anything, but to me, no, they've agreed to it. The players union has agreed to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised they didn't come back against it because I don't know. It's like not, I I have so many issues with the like labor stuff within the NBA and then probably all sports. I just don't know enough about other sports. Um, It's a fucking workplace health and safety issue. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. if I'm in the union, I'm like, no, we need to agree that there is a fucking point where we will shut the league down. If every team has only eight fucking players, Like, Mm -hmm. that seems like not only is it a health and safety issue from the perspective of, like, you're basically allowing a contagious disease to run rampant through the league just because of money or whatever. But also it's like you only have eight guys on the court. So all these guys have to come in and play, like, big minutes. Some of them are, like, older. Some of them are brand new, fresh legs. Like, aren't you opening up? them to injury to big injury when you force that kind of stuff I think this is like a work workplace safety issue beyond COVID um am I surprised that this is the route that Silver and the NBA have gone no they're fucking obsessed with money like every other sports league they're obsessed with money they were like literally you and I could have played for the fucking Knicks on Christmas day they were like we need the ad revenue girl like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's like People joke about like, oh, Drake's going to play for the Raptors, whatever. Like they will do whatever they can to keep making money. And I just think that is something that we should all keep at the top of our minds as we engage in whatever sport it is you engage in. Mm -hmm. That like even these fucking millionaires who seem to have a lot of power and a lot of like, you know, 
negotiating stances and whatever, like they have nothing next to these billionaire owners and the NBA. They have nothing. So I just think that like, I, like that's in some ways part of the reason I didn't watch the Christmas Day games was because I was like, fuck this. Fuck this cash right. grab. Fuck this blatant cash grab at the expense of these players' safety, their family safety, their children's safety, their staff safety. Like, it just it just bums me out. I mean, generally, like, that's how the our government treats us anyways. But it's kind of like, yo, like, look at these millionaires get treated the way the rest of us get fucking treated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and like, you know, are they bought in because they also want the money and the chance and all of that stuff? yeah, like capitalism's a hell of a drug, you know what I mean? But I just think like, it's something we should all be very, very fucking aware of when we engage in these kinds of things. And, and yeah, remember that, like, not to, not to like, sound too Marxist or whatever, but we are all fucking workers, you know what I mean? So we are all should be in solidarity with each other. <laughs> That's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's really well said. And look, like I can't, I can't disagree. Like I do think that I'm, I'm not a COVID expert, everybody, uh, but I do think like we're probably not living in a world without it at this point. Like I think we have lost this battle. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like we aren't winning this battle at this no. point. I think it's all about vaccines and boosters um, from now on, probably. But I it's tough because it's like well we're not shutting anything else down mm-hmm. but yeah, right? I, but it's just like it's just it's discouraging right and then i do think um as a as a fan when you think about like the viewer experience like if i wasn't a diehard or as like the no dunks guy say a complete sicko um, I, uh, wouldn't care about watching basketball this year. It'd be like, oh, like all these people are out. All these people are sick. Like, why would I even tune in? Like, I think like, you know, I feel like previous to all this COVID stuff, there was all this talk about like, um, ratings and viewership and how do we get basketball to get the same kind of numbers that football has. And it's like, there's no way a casual fan is tuning in to these games. No, like you, you don't have, and you don't have any of the, you don't have, forget any of the stars. It's like, you don't have any NBA players. Like the Raptors put on four roster players and four non non NBA players on the court with no practice and no time together, because you would rather do that than cancel or postpone yet another game like I think like at at a certain point it gets a little ridiculous and then and then there's like the flip side where like oh okay so the um the Raptors had to put things at half capacity because of uh new Ontario restrictions and then like all these like ticket holders or like random ticket holders are getting screwed over now it's just so crazy yeah it doesn't seem like and again like I think it goes back to some of this being like a labor issue, right? Like you look at the raps, like that team of eight guys that played together on boxing day, they met an hour and a half before the game Yeah. in practice. They never, they literally never, never met before these other four guys. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you, who are you setting up for? You're not setting anyone up for success here. You're like making it so that these guys have to get in this situation. That's like, again, I think, Another thing is that like, it opens up these dudes to injury. Like they don't know each other. They don't know how each other, like you can maybe get some chemistry going like halfway through the game, I guess. But like, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just shitty. Yeah. I think <laughs> I like, I, I picture like Nick nurse, like telling guys like, Hey, like communicate out there, blah, blah, blah. And like, they don't even know each other's names. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're like, uh, you guy, guy with the shorter hair short hair guy yelling your number you know what I mean like I just I don't know I just don't think it's setting up people for success including these like guys coming in from the G League like wanting to to say like you know yeah I fucking could play in regular season NBA games like let let me in coach you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't think it's setting those guys up for success either which like really bums me out yeah yeah um yeah I agree like I don't it's weird because I'm not sitting here being like 
yes, they should absolutely shut down the league, but I'm also like, I don't think doing nothing and then doing even less is better either. Like I just feel like surely there's something, you know there's some mean? sort of middle ground. I feel right. Like, cause I think some of these games, like you could postpone them. Right? right. And then I guess they're afraid that if we postpone too many games, then it extends the whole season, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know, man, but some of it, it's like, you got it. I just feel like, um, on top of everything you're saying, cause I agree with you in terms of it being a labor issue, but I think at a certain point, you also have to think too, like what I hate, I hate talking about it like a product because they are people, but mm-hmm. at what point do, are you considering the product that you're putting out? Yeah. Because now it's like, you're not like what I tuned into was barely an NBA game. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. That's, that's how I, I feel yeah. I think it's just, it's just shitty all around. Yes. Um, the other thing I want to bring up uh, before we get deeper into Raptor stuff is uh, all-star voting has opened up, uh, which is, no, which will obviously be complicated this year because mm-hmm. we'll be voting for stars. And then it's like, okay, who's, who's actually available, right? Like who's, we're gonna who's be, not held safety, we're going to yeah. be voting for people to, to be in there and then we'll see who's actually available. And then there's probably going to be several spots open for some fringe all-stars like in the past year there's often one or two players injured and then a player or two will get their shot but this year there's going to be several so my question for you is who as a fringe all-star would you like to see in in this year's game freddie please yes he deserves let freddie have it oh my god i think he should be like a normal all-star not like a fringe all-star but i do think that obviously as a raptors fan you are conspiratorial about the rest of the league disrespecting you (laughs) and the nba itself you know not recognizing well and the east does have a lot of guards like let's just be Mm -hmm. real the east does have a lot of guards like you know, like Harden will still get votes. Trey Young's going to get votes. Zach Levine's going to get votes. Like DeMar DeRozan might be back as an all-star. I, I think so. that's a very realistic possibility. Um, Jalen Brown will get votes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Knicks fans are crazy. So we might see Kimball Walker back after not getting any playing time uh, being in the mix. Uh, Kyle, obviously, um maybe i mean tyler hero's a fan favorite i could see him getting some votes too um so yeah i mean there's a lot of guards in the east that i would say the east is generally pretty guard heavy um but yeah i do think fred i i think the raptors fans should truly rally around fred i agree and i do think fred and i think fred has uh a shot because coaches really love fred Mm-hmm. And they vote in the reserves. Mm-hmm. So I think if we give him enough votes and the coaches can look at it and say, okay, come on in Fred. Like, I think that would be great. Adds to the whole bet on yourself brand, mm-hmm. right? You know, we did it for Pascal. We can do it for Fred. Like, I think that would be really fun. Um, is there anyone else like NBA wise that you think would be a fun fringe all-star? That's such a good question. I don't know. I think like it's just going to be such a toss up. Like, I think you're right. I think it's going to be like the usual suspects, but then like who the fuck is not going to be sick? You know what I mean? Who's not going to have had like, probably no Alex Caruso might end up being an all-star. You know what I mean? Like when he was with the Lakers, people were voting for him just for fun because he's white and bald. But (laughs) no, people were doing that. I'm not making that up. People were doing that. And I think Caruso is a fan favorite because he's white and bald. But, you know, I mean, that's just the truth. But I, you, you never know. I mean, I'm like hoping... the outsiders COVID uh, little swing here. You never know. I'm hoping for like the Canadians, I guess. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping for Shy. Yeah. Shay, yeah. Um, I like, also uh, think uh, RJ. Uh, <laughs> what's his face? Long haired white guy, Ubre. <laughs> what's that guy's name? Is it Ubre? Kelly? His first name's Kelly, right? Yeah, Olenek. Well, oh, Olenek. Sorry, I always mix <laughs> them up. 
I love a I love a blonde long-haired guy named Kelly like that's like a classic Saved by the Bell character that's Um, true um I think I'm really rooting for John Morant. I don't think he's a fringe oh, all-star. Yeah. I think John Morant think should be a, a legit all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to remember if Devin Booker has been an all-star or not. That, it seems crazy that he would not have been. But I think he's always been on the outside a bit. Okay, I should have looked this should... up before I recorded, but I was trying to remember because you know, we have they because Phoenix has been bad for a lot of years and then they made a marginal improvement in in the bubble. And then obviously last season they were really good, but people didn't catch on to Phoenix until after. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Aiton in there as well. I think he's just like a really yes, fun, he would fun be player. great. He would be great. I think I think. OK, I do not think Dylan Brooks. Mississauga zone is an all star. <laughs> But I love him so much that I just think if he was there, he would fuck shit up so much. Like a hundred percent. He, he, in a weird way, he's kind of the new Westbrook. (laughs) He kind of like a little bit looks like he could be Westbrook's cousin as well. Like they could be be vaguely related. They, they seem cut from the same cloth. And I just think he would just hog that ball. Like nobody's business and really put on a show even if it was all turnovers <laughs> i agree i actually think yeah i'm like i'm with, like i'm like all the canadians just throw all the canadians in there a little poison you know that would be cool even That'd old andrew cool. wiggins anti-vax ass get him in there <laughs> no we do not need andrew wiggins there <laughs> all canadians minus andrew wiggins no 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 <laughs> No, I don't know. I just think it'll be a really interesting all-star year and it's going to be a little chaotic who actually ends up in the game uh, versus who we vote for. Um, I think my little hot take is I absolutely think Kyle Lowry is still an all-star, but I think he doesn't want to be like, I think Kyle Lowry would be happy to just have a, a week off. He just wants to golf. He, he want just to wants to golf. Game. Yeah, I just think he would rather play golf at this point. He's I, like, I've been an all-star I, enough. I just want to like, please let me have a week off to golf and see my family for the love of God. Yeah, he's like, not I golfing don't golf. in, in Cleveland. Like the all-star game this year is in Cleveland. He's not golfing in Cleveland. And like, I'm assuming they'll well, in February. God, knows. I mean. God yeah. knows what they'll do if it'll be like a sort of bubbly bubble where they don't have like that big of a t- I don't know America's crazy so god knows it's probably gonna be full attendance 100% capacity whatever but um yeah Kyle Lowry is 100% like please let me go to Myrtle Beach with my family for a week yeah and golf yeah like, don't don't call me <laughs> um yeah I do think DeRozan will be back I think he will get enough votes like I think he'll be a, a real fan favorite in this I don't think he'll Wait, be a do you fringe think which one of the which one of the balls is playing for Chicago? I always mix them up. Lonzo or Lamelo? Lonzo. Okay. Do you think he's gonna get? Uh, no. But Lamelo. Like... But Lamelo Ball could be an All Star this. Oh, okay. See, I always mix them up. I'm like, which one is doing really good? <laughs> because I was like, one Lamelo of fun- with Charlotte is really good. That's another. You see, that's another guard. Like the East is really guard heavy. Ah, yeah. Okay. That's another one. Um, I do think he has a really great chance of getting in, not as a fringe uh, contender, but we'll see. I actually, you know, all-star voting uh, in certain years can be really boring and really dull because it's all the Mm -hmm. same people. But this is one of those years where I'm like, I actually think this will be interesting this year. Like who gets in and who doesn't? Because there's more parity in the league. And as far as like who the favorites are, it's more wide open. And I just think like, of course, you're going to have like your LeBron and your Kevin Durant and your Steph Curry. But like, mm-hmm. I just think all these other like the yeah. the second five, the reserve five, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, anyway. it'll be cool to see. I mean, God knows. We'll see. what go- We'll see how this goes down. <laughs> we'll see how this goes down. Uh, with that, it's time for our Raptors Homer moment. And I often like to start the segment by just uh, checking in and asking you how you feel as Raptors fans. I just like getting into the emotions first and then we can talk about what's been going on. Um, I'm sad that our boys are, we have like 10 people and out health and safety. Yeah, I think yeah. Kevin just has a knee injury. Yeah, like, Kevin has remember. a knee injury. 
Yeah. And then eight people are in health and safety. Um, yes. I'm just, it's a bummer. Over the holidays, oh, my boys, I'm so sad. Especially like, I really hope like Freddie was able to spend time with his family and his kids. Like it bums me out. Like again, like a lot of these guys have like children and wives and it's like, oh, okay. So it's so important to you that we play these Christmas games that all these guys get sick and then they can't spend the holidays with their family. Like that would just, that would break my heart. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, <sighs> I feel bad about it, Catherine. <laughs> That's what well, I feel. Yeah. I mean, the timing of all of this is especially uh, heartbreaking. And I think, you know, from a basketball perspective, it, it, it's just, and I talked a little bit about this in last week's episode, it's just been impossible for this team to get into any kind of rhythm at all because of just like, I mean, we weren't hundred percent healthy to start the season. And then all of this, I feel like we've had two good weeks yeah. this whole year where our team was healthy and we were actually like winning games and all that. And now it's like, I mean, it's no disrespect. I don't want to disrespect the guys that did play in the game against Cleveland, but I mean, like I said, this is barely an NBA team. It isn't an well, NBA. There was team. only eight of them. Like, and four of them are actually NBA players. Like, it's just a part of me was excited to watch the game. Let me just put on my little optimistic hat here for a second because I was like, oh, maybe we'll see someone emerge as an NBA player. Maybe we'll see the next, like, Chris Boucher. Or somebody like that, like somebody like kind of emerge in light of all of this. Um, that did not happen. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that like, did not uh, happen, but that's one game. Then there's going to be, there's going to be more games. There's a, uh, there's another game tonight, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're recording this on Tuesday. I usually like to say that off the top of the podcast in case there's like breaking news and everything we've said is irrelevant, but we were recapping Christmas. It's fine. We're recording this on Tuesday, the 28th. Um, But yeah, I, I, but I just didn't get the impression watching that game that any of the players that we've picked up um, would actually like stay with this team. Cause that's what I always root for when I, when I see things like this, like, Oh, like who's going to, who's going to shine, who's going to stay. And I just didn't really get that impression from anybody, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's interesting to see how it'll progress. Right. Like again, though, they met like an hour and a half, like two hours before the game. Like, I just think, like, no, I know, I, but it's not setting those guys up for success. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that, um, my friend Blake Murphy tweeted about it. He said, Oh, oh, name drop. Of, name drop. Yeah. He said, none of these guys are a joke, but this situation is. And I was like, Yeah, that's yes, 100% that's that's it. absolutely like, what it is. That's these guys very have well all said. grinded it out for years. It is fucking hard to get in the NBA. Like it's hard to play college ball. It is infinitely harder to get into the into the NBA. So for these guys to be brought up and have a chance is like really special and really cool. Um, And like, you know, you think of their families being able to watch them play on TV on Christmas day or on boxing day or whatever, like that's fucking cool. Like maybe some of these guys have never even played on a game that was like broadcast on TV before. Like, I don't know. I think it's like such a cool opportunity and I have a lot of respect for these for these young men um but the situation that they've been put in is a fucking joke and it sucks um and they're not being supported in in the right I think like obviously like I think each of the individual teams are probably doing a really good job of like supporting these guys and bringing them in and and trying to make things seem normal and them feel welcome and stuff but I just really think it's like the situation is shitty like, it's not an ideal situation. Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, imagine just, like, trying to get, like, the last name, like, sewed on the jersey in time. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just... The logistics so, The logistics are crazy. <laughs> like, I used to work as a production coordinator, so I often think about, like, oh, my God, the logistics, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I kept thinking about that during the entire bubble. Like, the amount of shit that has to happen for this to work. Like, oh, my God just yeah it is crazy and you're right I mean that's well said and maybe I'm being a bit shitty by being like oh I don't know about these guys because you're right they do grind it out and and being an athlete 
Uh, well, I mean, certainly at any professional level is not easy. And for them, when you're kind of on the cusp like that, it must be especially hard. So yeah, mm -hmm. it is great for them and many others, not just on the Raptors, but across pretty much every team in the league, getting these opportunities. It is really cool. And I, I did in a weird way, really enjoy watching that, that Cleveland game, because I just enjoyed, um, watching the process. Like, I, I think for me at the very beginning of this season, and I, I keep saying it because Masai said it himself, that this is a rebuild year. Mm -hmm. And once I really settled into that, I've really just been able to enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's a lot of Raptors fans that tune into these games and, you know, they still have playoff hopes or play in hopes and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, I mean, if we get to do all that cool, but I'm not, that's not what this season is about for me. It's not really what it's about for them. I just feel like I'm really enjoying the journey, enjoying the process, uh, learning about these new young players, seeing them have opportunities, seeing how far they can go. Um, you know, I think our, our Raptors development system has had a lot of praise and deservedly so, but now with that comes a lot of pressure, I think. Mm -hmm to keep developing guys at that level. And so that's kind yeah. of what I'm looking for. Like, can they continue to do that? Like, are we going to continue to have like a new Fred Van Vliet or what have you, a new Pascal? Like, I think those guys are actually truly special, but mm -hmm. even like, who's the next, like Chris Boucher even, because yeah. I, that's kind of what I'm looking at this season for. So the wins and losses, I don't get so hung up about. Um, the Cleveland game, honestly, I was probably, I think I, I laughed several times during that game. <laughs> it was, it was a bit ridiculous. It is a bit ridiculous. It, it just, yeah. I mean, Cleveland wasn't at their peak either, but at least they had our, um, one of the, the sexy daddies of the NBA. Look, Kevin Love, bitch, hit a handful, Kevin Love hit a handful. Kevin Love hit a handful of threes in the second quarter and was just like, good night. Like, he See was just. See y'all later. He looks good though. He is aging supremely well. He's aging well. He also um, just, I haven't seen that much joy on his face in several he, he years. He wants to retire. Like <laughs> he man? looks, he looks, <laughs> he looked so happy. Yeah. I mean, it's past the point of like trade Kevin Love, right? Like there was a lot of talk, like Cleveland's got to trade Kevin Love. You know, they're in rebuilding mode. This guy's a vet. He should be on a winning team. He's won a championship and we, that ship has sailed. He's just there. Let this man retire. <laughs> retire his jersey. Like Retire his jersey. You think they should retire his jersey? Think Cleveland? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they did win a championship. He's been there forever. And he's been there forever. That's the thing. Like, do you retire Kyrie Irving's jersey? Somebody who, like, wanted out and pushed their way out? No. But he had, but he arguably had larger contributions. But he left. But he left. This See, you and I are the, you and I are the same this way. It's called loyalty. Yes. <laughs> and you can you can weave in Kawhi to, into this conversation for all I care because that's also how I feel. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I, think I'm that, loyal. Yeah, it's Lowry and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe um, DeRozan. Yeah, maybe. And hopefully Fred at some point. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Um, no Vince for you, though. Sure, Vince. I, I mean, yeah, Vince, let's do it. He still looks hot as well. Vince, Vince, does like look, Vince is also aging really well. He looks good. Yeah, Vince <laughs> looks very good. I was, I was rooting for Vince Carter to be the new host of Jeopardy, but that didn't catch on. Okay, I think that would have been good. I I don't know why that didn't catch on. Like for all the things that I that nobody um, you know, it's like you tweet things and it gets 10 likes and it dies forever. For all of those tweets in my life, that should have caught on. Cause he would have been a great Jeopardy host. Yeah, they were like Aaron Rodgers dumbass. Like girl, <laughs> you could have had Vince Carter. <laughs> I'm not piece of shit. <laughs> I just right I mean he's a great broadcaster he is he's really settled into broadcasting well even if he misled me about Kemba Walker's uh triple double which maybe I misled myself but... 
Um, yeah, I actually, now I'm, I'm fully on board. I think Vince Carter should host Jeopardy. Okay. Right? I'm going to, even I'm as a stir- guest host, I think what would be so great is if they did a sports tournament, right? Jeopardy sports trivia tournament, and then Vince Carter hosts it. Oh, I think that'd be that would great. be so sick. That'd be so fun. I should just call us Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah. I should just work for Jeopardy. <laughs> Please send yeah, this to guess- Jeopardy. I don't care for what's her face. Mayim Bialik. Yeah, she's bad. Like well, none Ken, of them have. Ken the Jennings abilities. is hosting it again now. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he. I think he's better than her because he has played it, and I think he like respects when people go on like runs and is like, "Yeah, let's fucking go." Like he likes the game <laughs> of it. Yes, um, but no one's as good as Alex Trebek at just like subtly roasting some of the contestants when they're like being dumb or have like dumb personal stories. You're like, I miss Alex. <laughs> <laughs> no one else had that way of being like, okay, okay, girl, we're moving uh, on. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is completely off topic, but in other Jeopardy news, uh, Amy Schneider is killing it right now. I don't know if you've seen I'm this. I'm obsessed with her. I'm yes. obsessed with her. Also, she wrote this really good. I don't know if you subscribe to Defector. That's like my sports um, website of choice. Oh, okay. uh, shout, shout out to Defector, um, worker owned media company. They're all the former, um, uh, what was that old site called that was owned by Gawker? It's still around, Deadspin. They're all the former oh, Deadspin yeah, people yeah. that quit. And then oh, they started. Shit. Everyone should subscribe to Defector. Great sports writing. Um, they write about other stuff too. And they had Amy on. She wrote, a really good article or a blog post for them called how i got so smart it's really good whoa yeah love her stan i stand forever She's that's best. cool well shout shout not that amy <laughs> schneider needs any more shout outs but even raptors republic has shouted her you out have now. two fans here are raptors republic girl yes absolutely <laughs> um with that you know it comes my 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 dying segment of the hot girl summer nick nurse highlight of the week because nick nurse just doesn't bring the highlights like he used to you know but these are COVID times i'm not gonna fully hold it against him but it's just like it is hard these are hard times uh when when i don't have a nick nurse highlight of the week i have a quote of the week so that's what we do. We switch it up between Nick Nurse highlight or quotes. So our quote of the week comes from Stan Van Gundy uh, on the Staples Center, no longer being known as the Staples Center. He said, quote, this nostalgic emotion about the demise of the Staples Center is crazy. First, it is a building. Second, there aren't blowing it up. They are just changing its corporate sponsor. What exactly are people nostalgic about? An office supply store sponsorship of a building? Stan Van Gundy, keeping it real. I I hate to agree with him on anything, but he's right. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, cryptocurrency.com, whatever, arena, is a fucking hilarious name. And we should be so lucky, us over here at the Air Canada Center, fake like that's shitty have you ever flown air canada it blows so (laughs) i think that it should be something cooler like i don't know like cryptocurrency is dumb but at least that's fucking funny (laughs) so (laughs) i love that dot com is a part of the name it's so funny like it can't just be the crypto arena it's the crypto dot com arena like what would be the funniest like for something so cutting edge to it have dot com in the name is funny to me like, what's the funniest, like, dumb Canadian brand we could rename the ACC after? You know what I mean? Like, I love that you're still calling it the ACC. Love is that. It Sco- oh, it's Scotiabank. Sorry. Wow. Scotiabank wow. You are worse really aging yourself. Because it's a bank. <laughs> Fake. Yes, it's worse. I think the funniest name for a Canadian company would be if we called it the Blackberry Arena. <laughs> 
the rim arena. <laughs> now that actually works. That Taking works. it to the rim. That works. That works. Finishing at the rim. That penetrating works. Penetrating the rim. Okay. Wow. Someone wow. call us. Now we've got the word 000. penetrating happening here. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Uh, well, Lauren, that has been our episode. Thank you so much uh, for joining me this week. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Internet Lauren on Twitter, just tweeting dumb shit about basketball and other various things. And then you can find me sometimes on this podcast. There you go. I love it. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine, spelled C A T H R Y N. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, happy new year, everybody. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great one, a safe one, and, uh, we'll see you next week. Cause I'm about to stir shit up. No time for breakdowns, only shakedowns. You could roll.